I started wandering the hallway. I didn't even know which way they went. So I went down the end, like to the reception desk. I'm like, you know where like where my wife went? Like, are they are they coming for me? And then all of a sudden I hear these two like crying, screaming, crying. It sounded like cats meowing, like, yeah! I'm like, what is that? I'm like, are those my babies in there? Welcome to episode nine of the new Baby Who Dis podcast. My name is Paul Stokes. I am a father of a three-month, two-weeks little girl named Bailey, and I'm joined by my fellow dad, Anthony Beirudi. What's going on, Oz? How are you today? Doing well. Doing well. How's little Eli? Eli's the champ. He was doing great this morning. He was great. He was running around. We're uh, we're almost at the walking stage, but he's he's dragging out the last one percent. And, and uh, yeah, but it's fun. He's doing awesome. He's crawling around like crazy. He's having a good time. <laughs> by almost, is he now crawling and like getting up by himself? Or like if there's, it... a, if there's a wall there, he'll he'll crawl to the wall and then get up on the wall. No problem. You'll go over to the wall, start going like this, like Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then walk away? No, he can walk beside. Right. But then if he walks away, he's got to drop and then go. Because that's what Chris was uh, actually saying. Charlie's at that point as well, but he's like, he's scared to fall back down. Right. Like, like I, I guess. I, about- I, I think I'm scared for him to fall back down. I don't think that he's scared to fall back down. <laughs> you're scared but are you scared he like like charlie's scared to like fall on his bum kind of thing because he doesn't know what's behind him because he's getting up in his crib right oh yeah eli pops up in the crib no problem easy work now does your crib take out the wall so it turns into a bed take out the wall so there's cribs you know there's the four walls in the cribs ours is, a, is a, like an egg shape it's like noble does it turn into like a toddler bed it is a toddler bed so there's a smaller size and then there's a bigger size. Yeah, but I mean in the sense that like the wall comes off. I don't know. Great question. I mean the wall could probably come off. But. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> so what usually happens? The wall turns off, comes off, and then that turns into the bed. So then they grow up, so they can just they, they can just come in and out of the bed by themselves. Oh, okay. But Chris was saying his friends, one friend did it, but it like kicked him in the ass because the kid would just come out every time and come to their bedroom. Oh, okay. Where another parents like were keeping it in for a while. Right. So he can't do that. Right. No, that's fair. I like that. It's a little, little something to look forward to. I he, get he it. I made it onto the Nook, you know, Nook restaurant down our place. Yeah. yeah we got he made it onto the Nook page on, on social. We but like, is that the ultimate goal? Is that what you're doing? Like, is that what you're trying to do? No, it was just funny because he, he we gave him some pasta and Oh he Eli just, did. Eli, yeah. Gotcha. And he and he put it all over his face and all over the table. Right. And it was hilarious. And so right. the nook sign was in the background because we were reading outside, so Pre took a picture and tagged them in it and it was like I thought it was it was like an unreal shot. And uh, and then you know pre takes him puts him in the thing and then there's me like cleaning the table like I'm I'm doing a fun like they didn't sign up to clean baby table disaster right like they signed up to clean the table they didn't sign up to clean a, a hurricane 
So I, I, I clean the table right after to make it less hurricane-like. <laughs> Which usually is what happens when Eli's eating right now. Hurricane, yeah. Hurricane. Like if you left the scene, you'd be like, did he get any food in his mouth? Well, like I'm saying, I told Preet the other day, I said, like, listen, his shooting in basketball better be better than his aim with the food. Like we, we can't have a situation where he misses this much. <laughs> okay, let's talk let's talk a little bit like that. So the food, when did you you started solids maybe three months ago? Okay, anyways. The food situation. You're is is it a full on preparation? Like, okay, this is gonna be like a twenty minute ordeal, try and get food in his mouth, and then we have about a fifteen minute cleanup? No, no, no fifteen minutes. I'm talking like I'm talking like, like thirty five seconds. You're good at it now. Well, no, it's not even that I'm good at it. It's like we're not doing the 10 out of 10 clean. This isn't a deep clean here. We're doing like, let's not have the tomatoes, like the raw tomatoes. We can have a little red stain on the thing, but let, let's not have an actual piece of tomato on the, on the thing. <laughs> okay. So you don't clean every like speck of dirt. Not every speck. I mean, we do a pretty good job. I mean, it's like it's solid. And then we yeah. do your clean day, right? On a clean day, you get in there and you clean, but not like every minute or not like. What's clean day for you? Bailey's Bailey's taking a bath every night right now. Yeah, yeah, we I do I do the bath. You go in the bath? I don't go in the bath. We do it in a tub. We have a little tub. Nice. One of the probably you know that was another thing I was going to say today is that was probably one of the better gifts we've ever gotten, like a twenty dollar tub. Was it the little, the blue plastic one? It's gray, but yeah, probably the same thing. Like and what do you, do you just do it on the floor or do you do it in the bathtub? You know, we actually get a hose. And just hold it down. <laughs> You have a hose in your apartment? Jesus. <laughs> oh, sick. Sick. oh, you actually do. So you put them up oh, on the counter. Awesome thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the hose from the sink. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you use to bathe them. I got a great system. Like, I, it's. Yeah, then we get the soap. I scrub the hair, get underneath. Sometimes some stuff gets under the cracks in there. So you got to. Yeah. Yeah. Bailey's got the big, like her, she's got so much fat right here. Like you have to lift up her neck just to get anything under here. Like it's a, it's, it's a serious battle. Um, about though, so he's turning one, uh, now with the new restrictions, has there been talk on the birthday? Yeah. I mean, we're going to chill for a bit. We want to have a real party. So we'll probably have like a, a June party or a July party or something, but we'll have okay. a party. It's just not going to happen May six. Yeah, you're just gonna you're gonna postpone it. Okay, perfect. Right on. Okay, well, this interview is brought to you by City Errands. City Errands is a time saving service provider, giving you the ability to accomplish more with a little help. Our main goal at City Errands is to find creative time saving solutions for your daily life. Whether you're a small business or a personal client. City Errands has the experience and knowledge to ensure you receive the assistance needed to simplify your life. Head over to cityerrands.com, where freedom is in your future. <laughs> we are very excited to welcome our next guest. When having a baby, you experience new things every day, but the difference between our guest and us is he gets to experience it twice, as he is the dad of twin boys. Please welcome to the podcast, Tyler Volker. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, 
we don't really know you that well, and I'm guessing our listeners don't know you as well. So can you give us a bit of a background, you know, where you were, grew up and what do you do for work? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I grew up in uh, West Vancouver. That's um, where I currently live as well. Um, been here basically my whole life. I mean, my folks came out when I was one year old from Ontario. Um, yeah, I'm 30, what am I, 33 now. Can't even keep track. <laughs> uh, just had a birthday and I'm like I thought it was 34 my, uh, my wife went, she's like no you're you're 33 <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing you're going down obviously it's been a uh, bit of a year yeah a long year right I think for everyone as well 2020 is pretty crazy um yeah. but yeah I had uh, twin boys in August of 2020 so that was pretty wild um we we got married in 2019 um, and kind of, we're on the same page. Let's, uh, let's have a, a baby, um, right. quick, uh, got to starting that, uh, that, uh, winter, that Christmas time. And then first try it was, uh, twins. <laughs> so I was getting, so let's start with, yeah, that, that, that news that you're getting, that you're having twins basically. Was it the, like the three month ultrasound or? Yeah, basically. Um, it was pretty funny. We, my, uh, my wife is, um, she's a twin herself. So everyone kind of was always joking. You guys are going to have twins. And I always said it too. And she's, she was kind of nervous about it. She's like, you know, what if we have twins? I'm like, well, there's a big chance we will. Um, and so, uh, so I was, uh, we were actually renovating our house at the time and, uh, so it's kind of chaotic and she's like, okay, I'm pick you up for the first ultrasound. I think it, what was it like the eight week ultrasound? I think, um, I don't know. I forget when the first one is. It's I think it's 12. Yeah, three months, I think. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. And, uh, and so she's like, I'm really stressed out. I want to get there early. You know, I'm coming to pick you up. Uh, I get in the car and she's, you know, she's really nervous. And, uh, you know, for every reason though, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. everyone's nervous the first time to make sure everything's okay, right? And mm-hmm. uh, one of her worries was, you know, what if it's twins? And I'm like, yeah, it totally could be. Like I'm, I'm not ruling that out. She's like, I don't even know what to do, but, uh, yeah, we get in there and, uh, ultrasound tech is, uh, doing the thing and like, okay, great. There's a heartbeat. And we were like, whew, that's awesome. And then she goes, and there's the second one. And we're like, oh my God. I was just started laughing instantly. Um, wife was, uh, you know, little, little wound up a little bit, freaking out. It was quite emotional, quite intense. It's pretty wild. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I guess kind of part of my brain would also go to be like, is there going to be a third one? Oh my right. god, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like, there's a second. You're like, and is that it? <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah. Do you know right away they were boys? Uh, no, I don't think they could tell on that one. They couldn't tell then. Um, what happened then was, jeez, uh, again, I forget the timelines, but um, we go along for the. Uh, what's that, that blood test, right? That genetic screening test. So, so Lindsay, I guess, takes a blood test. Um, and you can find out the genders in that and also, you know, risks of other complications, but, uh, we wanted to know. So we got it in an envelope. Lindsay picked up, uh, she took the envelope to, uh, the bakery and said, there's, there's going to be, you know, boys or girls in here, one of each or whatever, make us, you know, blue cakes or pink cakes or whatever. Um, so, so we did like kind of the, the whole cake cutting thing with my family and I've got a bunch of nieces and nephews. I think there's, there was a, well, they, not all of them were around, only four of them were around, but it was pretty crazy. We got them to kind of cut the cake and uh, show us and it was pretty wild. 
I kind of guessed there was going to be a boy and a girl. Lindsay was hoping for girls. Uh, first one was a boy. Lindsay was freaking out. I was pretty excited. Uh, second one was also a boy. I was just, I was so happy. I've always wanted a boy. That's kind of been my, like, you know, life goal basically is to be a father of a boy or at least a father. Um, so two boys, yeah. She was, again, freaking out. The ultrasound and then the uh, the gender reveal. She was just losing it but it was it was pretty awesome it was good emotions like it was kind of like a big surprise but she's you know we've been both been so happy with every outcome since so it's been pretty awesome how's that how's that been so you get two right away so it's like you you kind of need both parents a lot of the time right i mean how, how can you can you handle it by yourself for a little while like what's that like yeah no we've gotten into a good groove now they're eight months old so now we're pretty comfortable doing whatever. I mean, I have to go for work sometimes. She has to go for work sometimes and we're at home alone and it's all good. Um, at first it was nuts. Uh, luckily, you know, to be honest, uh, the whole COVID uh, epidemic of, uh, the last little while was kind of in a way helpful to stay home with them. hundred percent. Yeah. Be places and, and out at work as much. Um, so it was, uh, it was, it was pretty good to be able to both be there because with two, it is all hands on deck. You can't take turns, especially in the night. Uh, you know, it's all, oh, it's your turn to get up and feed the baby or do a diaper. No, like they both woke up. You both have to get up and we both be stressing about them. We had no sleep for the first couple months, uh, like maximum only a couple hours. And, and we're also, you know, getting in the groove of it, even if it was one baby, just trying to figure it out. Um, yeah. you know, what do we do when, you know, like it's, it's, you're always worried about them too. Anytime you put them down to sleep, like, oh my God, are they going to be okay? It's pretty mm-hmm. stressful. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Uh, I mean, group, yeah, yeah, because like we're me and Anthony just are going through. My mine's three and a half months, and Anthony's just about to turn one. He's got a boy. I've got a girl, um, and we, you know, we're going through the motions of the same thing. Like, especially well, I'm a bit earlier, but the, the sleeping right now. And I was going to say like. Did you so you put them both in the same crib, or do you have two cribs, or do you have two bassinets? Like, yeah, no, I mean that was also there was always like so many question marks beforehand. Um, You know, we've never done this before. Uh, You know, my sisters would be saying one thing, oh, you know, you don't need a bassinet, or you don't need a monitor, or whatever, and then other people be like, yeah, no, get some bassinets, get two cribs in your room, all that kind of stuff, but. Uh, no, it was, it was pretty basic. I mean, we just put like, we got a big enough room. We put the one crib at the foot of our bed. Um, Mm -hmm. the the boys were pretty little. They were, uh, they were born, they were born like a pretty good time. I think it was about a week or two early. Like they came at about 36 weeks and for twins, they don't want you to go past, what is it? 37 weeks, I think. So not really like a full term. Um, so they were born at four pounds, 15 ounces and five pounds eight ounces so oh, kind wow. of just like little eyes and yeah we'd put them both in the crib at night um they'd be kind of like side by side in it instead of lengthwise um they would sleep well together for the most part but there's always they're always on opposites like they kind of still are like when one would wake up the other one would be fast asleep or vice versa um which but, is kind of good yeah well the, the thing is yeah you would kind of want to do two things at once so sometimes in the middle of the night like when we're learning it and uh trying to you know figure out feedings basically kind of have to wake the other one, feed them at the same time to kind of get them on the same schedule, train them that way. So right. now they're pretty good at that. They're, they're totally on the same schedule, which obviously makes it easier. But like I said, the first few months, it was nuts. We were just running around like crazy, not knowing what we're doing. Holy smokes. I yeah. can only imagine. And as yeah. far as family, do you have family in town and stuff that's helped out? And 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like day one, we said, my parents meet us at our place. You know, we need help. And oh, can you go out and buy a ton of supplies? <laughs> like, we are undersupplied. Like we thought we had, you know, the baby room all loaded up, all the shelves sorted. And Lindsay, Lindsay had everything uh, organized. Let's, but, let's get specific on it. What were you short on? Well, definitely, I think it was, I think it was, we had a lot of size uh, one diapers, but we need like the newborn preemie diapers because they're, you know, extra small. So we got some of those. Um, formula. There was a whole thing about formula because there are two of them. So nursing, like Lindsay was nursing from day one, but it like the nurses from day one said, you're probably going to have to supplement with formula. So in the hospital, it would be like a, you know, one, you know, one nursing and I'd be feeding one formula. So it's always kind of that top up thing. Uh, mm-hmm. and we didn't, we didn't have any formula, obviously, because we didn't know, you know, what kind or when to get it or how much. So it was all kind of chaotic, kind of getting that stuff sorted. The funny, the funny stuff was actually just the fact of not knowing like the details of formula and bottles. Like, right. I, I made them, I made them a big bottle of formula when we got home because <laughs> they only eat like the tiniest little bit. They'd eat like 10 milliliters, but the formula mixes in, in quantities of 30. Right. Um, so I'd make 30 or 60 and then I'd be like, Oh, okay. I'll stick it in the fridge and reheat it later. Uh, and then we're Googling stuff and talking to friends and nurses and like, no, you can't save formula once they've had it from the bottle. You can't just reuse that bottle later. So after I learned that the first time, like, I think it was, you know, I had done that once or twice and I started freaking out. I'm like, Oh my God, did I just make them sick. What am I doing? So learn that pretty quick that, uh, the whole techniques of, uh, making fresh formula and then washing the bottles, sterilizing the bottles, uh, just basically doing that all from square one day one. I don't know. Maybe we should have watched some YouTube videos of practice beforehand. I don't know, but you never really think about all that kind of stuff until it actually, until they're actually there. So there's a lot, a lot of crazy kind of things, and 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 you know everyone's telling us different things too, right? My, my you know, my parents are telling. Can you me tell that. the difference between the two of them? Like, do you know which one is oh, which? Yeah. yeah, it was pretty crazy. They both came out looking quite different. One had like a lot of hair. One was totally bald. Uh, one, like I said, was basically half a pound heavier from the get go. Um, they just look very, very different. They're not at all identical twins. Uh, they're fraternal twins. And, uh, even still, they look so different. Um, we kind of always joke, uh, did they mix one up? Um, the birth story was kind of crazy. Like it was, it was nuts. They did take one of them away to the, whatever it was, NICU for about 40 minutes or so just to check the vitals. Cause, cause, uh, his heart rate was up when he came out and, Basically, they figured out they just put him on too hot of a of a bed and kind of heated him up kind of too much. Um, oh. So he's totally fine. When they gave him back to me, though, I was you know they, I could tell they're mine, but uh, we always have that joke. Did they give us somebody else's? Because they look so different. <laughs> yeah, it's well. that's crazy. So the birth went well though. Like there wasn't too many complications or anything. It was pretty crazy. Um, I had expected them to come another week or so later. So I was out golfing with my buddy that night. Um, and I'm like, oh yeah, don't worry. I got another, I got another 10 days at least, uh, until they come. And there was always a planned C-section because baby A, the first baby was breech upside down. Right. And they won't, they won't let a natural birth happen if that's the case. Too many complications. Right. So they schedule a C-section. They say hundred percent and there's almost no chance of him flipping over before then. Uh, so I thought I had a little while. Um, then we get home, uh, you know, I had, you know, a couple of beers actually. And I said, Lindsay, don't have the baby tonight. I don't really feel, feel that great. Cause she woke up as something like, you know, one or 2 AM and she's like, Oh, I got a cramp. And I'm like, Oh, maybe it was the spicy food you had or whatever. <laughs> and, um, 
I was like, oh man, don't, don't wait. Like, I don't know. I'm not ready tonight. Don't, don't, it's, it can't be the night. Right. So she woke up again at 4am and she's like, it's happening. And then I just started freaking out. Like all of a sudden everything's just going chaotic. And, and I've never been, I've never like, I'm, I can keep calm and remain calm under, you know, chaotic situations. But that was the most like lost I have ever felt. I was just right. running around. What do we do? I'm like, we got to call the hospital, let them know. Cause what they said with twins, you got to be there pretty quick. You got to be there with like in an hour and you got to get going on it. Like it has to be way more kind of panic than with normal, with just one baby. Right. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was chaotic. So we jump in the car, Lindsay's packing stuff up like four or five bags, she's packing I'm like, forget it. Come back for that. Let's go. We got to go. <laughs> leave the bags, leave the bags. Exactly. Just, Oh yeah. It was, it was, pretty stressful but uh, we get there and right away they're like yeah we got to get you in there we got to get going like you're, you're ready to go um and it was the shift change we got there like right about 6 a.m and there's you know the nurses the right. shift, uh, shift change at 7 a.m so there's like 10 people in the room and i don't know who's in charge and what's going on and they're asking all the same questions like we've already said this <laughs> kind of <laughs> yeah. losing it and they're like okay we're gonna get Lindsay in there here dad you put on the scrubs and we're gonna come back for you and come get you we're just gonna go prep her for the surgery so I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, they wheel her off. Uh, I, I get changed in like two seconds. Um, and then I just start pacing the room and waiting for them. And about, you know, five, ten minutes goes by. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm sure they'll be back. Basically, like I looked at the clock. I'm like, holy crap, it's already been 20 minutes. I'm like, where are they? I go out in the hallway and it's just silence. Like there's nothing going on. So I start wandering the hallway. I didn't even know which way they went. So I went down in the end, like to the reception desk. I'm like, you know where, like, where my wife went? Like are they – are they coming for me? And then all of a sudden I hear these two like crying, screaming, crying. It sounded like cats meowing, like, yeah. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, are those my babies in there? She's like, uh, twins. I'm like, yeah, there's, yeah, I think those are mine. And she's like, oh, let me check if you can go in. They're like, hey, this is going crazy in there. Can dad come in? They're like, uh, who? And I'm like, and they're like, dad, can dad come in? They're like, is he scrubbed up? I'm like, yeah, I've scrubbed up like 10 times. I've been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Like send them in. I go in there and there's two babies just crying on tables. I'm like, are those my kids? Like, what's going on? I missed it. And and then Lindsay's like, oh hey, how's it going? And I'm like, what what happened? Is everything okay? They're like, um, well actually, um, uh, baby B's heart rate when we when we uh, did the Doppler thing uh, dropped dramatically. So we had to get them out right away because I guess when they gave her the painkillers or whatever. Baby B's heart rate dropped in half. And so they started panicking. They said, like, Lindsay, can you feel anything? She said, no. Said, okay, we're going in. And bam, they went in, got him out, got them both out. He was totally fine. They were both fine. Uh, but they're just laying there screaming all, you know, red, covered in stuff. And I'm losing. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I just missed it. It was it was kind of like anticlimactic. Oh. Because I'd always imagined just being there, like, holding her hands, seeing them come out, screaming, getting handed one. So there was, like, five guys crowded around each of the each of the babies i'm like can i get in there can i see them and uh it was it was it was nuts and they're like yeah for sure do you want to hold them i'm like I, can i i don't even <laughs> i don't even know i'm like are they okay like i just want to make sure they're okay it was it was it was crazy but really holy awesome. smokes yeah it was it was pretty wild was so happy everything was okay though because we were we were stressed out with twins there can be so many complications so 100 percent. yeah yeah, my baby's uh, her heart rate was dropping every time uh, there was a contraction. So every time my girlfriend would push and then stop, her heart rate would drop. 
So they had to go in forceps after like four pushes. And they kind of asked that question. There's like, can we use forceps? And you have to give the consent, right? And you're kind of just like, okay, like, what am I going to say? No. (laughs) Same with you. It's like, I don't know the answer to that, but yeah, just get it out. And then with the fifth push, it's like, boom, there you go. There's your baby. So, I mean, but that story, I mean, sorry that you weren't there to see it. That's unfortunate. I know. I was kind of, it was, it's weird because I had just always pictured that, but, um, I mean, I can't complain. Right. I was, of course I got in there just like a minute after they came out, I guess. And it was pretty, pretty unreal. Um, yeah. but like all the, all the kind of like the red kind of bloody kind of mucus stuff on them. I'm like, what is that? Are they okay? Is he, is he bleeding? The nurse is like, no, he's totally fine. Like pick him up. I'm like, uh. <laughs> 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 I'm like okay. Uh, like can you help me take a photo? It's pretty crazy. Lindsay's all doped up on drugs too. She's looking at me. She's like, oh, hey, how's it going? I'm like, how's it going? How are you doing? <laughs> She's like, pretty good, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they just, they just, they just stick me in the old room that, that we just put in. They give me both babies. Well, well, one at first and then a couple minutes later they brought the other one back from the NICU after they double-checked everything. I've got both in my arm. They're like, okay, we're going to take um, uh, Lindsay away to recover and, um, and we'll be right back. So I'm just sitting there in this room, just hugging these two little tiny, tiny little babies in my arm, just a couple little footballs and, um, sitting there for, for a little while. And, and, and I'm trying to take like selfies and FaceTime my family and stuff like that. And a little while goes by, I think it ended up being like about 45 minutes goes by and it felt like five minutes, but I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, what, what do I do? Like they're starting to get a little fussy. I'm like, they gotta be hungry. I'm like, is anyone going to come for me or where's the what? Like, where's mom? Just sitting there, like, what do I do now? And and I'm just just left alone with them. I'm like, are they okay? Like, I kept stressing out, like, are they okay? They're gonna be hungry. Like, what do I do? So finally, they came and took us and brought us to another room. They're like, oh, we'll bring mom in soon. She got wheeled in another like 45 minutes later. So it'd been probably about an hour and a half uh, at least. And then I'm like, I think they need to eat. <laughs> like, okay, let's do the shot. So pretty crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's nice. So I've noticed you take quite a few pictures of your kids and stuff on your social media and stuff. Do you guys have a picture system? Like, what do you, what do you, so you obviously have a gazillion photos. Do you, you have a family chat? Are you making books out of these things? Are you putting them in the cloud? Like, what's the system? You got a system? Uh, we, we, yeah, we're not organized enough for that. It's, it's like every, it's funny. People are like, you know, oh, you know, how's work going? And, um, how much free time do you have? We have zero free time, of course. Uh, like we'll take any help we can get as well. Cause it's, it's always like both of us are just fully full on with them. Um, like, like right now it's, it's actually mellowed out cause they're grown up enough that they can do their own thing. They can go and kind of play on their mats or in their toys or in their seats or whatever and do whatever. Um, but for the first while they're you're always holding one always. Like we could not even like wash bottles quick enough. Uh, cause you're always just holding one. Um, so taking photos, hundreds and hundreds of photos, probably thousands now, who knows? Cause we both do it. Cause we always think whatever they're doing is funny and cute, but our iPhones are just filled with, uh, thousands of photos and that's it. Uh, we haven't, haven't organized them at all. Like once in a while we just, you know, put the little heart on one, the like, you know, favorite one. And then those ones we can, you know, whatever post or share or whatever. Um, we often just have, yeah, group texts with our family members and just send them videos and, and texts and funny videos and, 
everyone's stoked to see those. Um, but no organization when it comes to photos. <laughs> they're going to be the most photographed kids ever. I'm like, yeah, for sure. And one day we're going to have to weed through them all and probably delete hundreds of them and keep the one good one out of the 20 in a row that you take and, and organize some sort of album or whatever. Because, you know, it's cool when you're older to see physical photos as well. So having them printed in a book or on photos is something we're going to have to do. Um, we're trying to look up old photos of me to see what they looked like and if they looked like me when I was a baby, but it's so hard to even find those with, uh, with you know, my parents' hundred, you know, photo albums in the basement, right? Yeah, 1,000%. Yeah, Anthony, we were talking about that. I do the, the iPhoto because all of our family members have iPhone. So we do just like, it's called a shared album and it's pretty easy if you just click it and then you add it to the shared album. So like 12 family members get an update and like an alert on their phone, they're just like, oh, new photo in Bailey Noel kind of thing. And everyone can just look at it that way. Yeah, we but, actually probably could do that. <laughs> yeah, Otherwise, it's really, it's really simple. That photo. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Well, that's, that's amazing. Um, we talk a lot about uh, buying stuff or stuff that you don't need um, that people say that you do. And as well, like spending tons of money on stuff that you don't need. Um, you obviously have to buy everything twice or do you find yourself just buying more of one thing and they just share everything? Yeah. We're kind of playing catch up to be honest. I feel like we're always playing catch up. Um, I think that in the, before the babies came, like I said, we were probably a little underprepared. A lot of people I think were also giving us their experience based on one baby. Right. So you're like, Oh, this number of outfits is totally fine. But no, like we didn't realize we need like, eight outfits or whatever, not two or three or four. And again, preemie sized ones. We had all these newborn outfits, uh, you know, the onesies or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, so we came home, we had like one little onesie per baby. And we're like, somebody run out to the store and let's get on Amazon and all that and uh, order tons more outfits for them, tons more little onesies. So Lindsay basically goes and buys onesies on Amazon or at uh, down at the mall, like, Every couple of weeks, she has to get more because they're growing fast too. Right. And uh, just had to play catch up with that. Diapers went through like 20 diapers a day in the beginning. Uh, right. Just going through them. So we got big bulk packs on Amazon, Costco. Had to get more and more of those. So underprepared with that. We um, <laughs> didn't really have anything with them to play with. We only had like one or two little toys. So luckily, you know, lots of friends gave us their hand-me-downs uh, or Amazon. Just a lot of little things for them to hold on to and play with. Um, we, I don't think we've ever had anything really overstocked, to be honest. We had to buy so many bottles. We had to figure out bottles because they were so little. And like I said, we were supplementing with formula from the get-go. And um, they were so little that the, the bottles are made for, you know, like a newborn. Uh, and, and they kind of went fast. Like even the preemie nipple on the bottle, it was made for, you know, little newborns and we'd feel like they would choke on it or gag on it or whatever, right? Like they would, they would drink it too fast and mm-hmm. they'd get that ingestion thing and uh, spit up and all that kind of stuff. So I'd search out there. I went and bought like five different brands of bottles to find the bottle that worked best. And we'd cycle through those. There was, there was, a, there was a couple weeks there where it had to be this bottle for one of them and this bottle right. for the other one. And then we'd switch and we'd be like, okay, he's, he's advanced to the other bottle. So now we can use this bottle for a couple of weeks. And now, finally, they've been using the same bottles for the last however many months, a long time now. But we had to buy so many extra supplies, to be honest. <laughs> right, because you're just catching up. 
Totally, totally. And and uh, and they're and they're different kids. They're very different. Uh, they, like I said, they weren't using the same bottles at the beginning. Or one of them would have a soother, and the other one wouldn't want a soother. So just kind of juggling to figure out who likes what more and um and even the outfits one was outgrowing the whatever it is three to six month onesies first so uh, one was still in those little ones and we had to buy a whole bunch of new onesies for the bigger guy it's still it's still crazy always playing catch up and just just now like the other day i finally got one of those baby brezzas for mixing the formula um and Lindsay's like why after eight months did we get it like they're only another whatever it is few more months of actually having formula i'm like i don't know i just I guess we just got fed up with mixing formula every time. I, I, Lindsay, to be honest, was doing it most of the time though because she got a nice little thing going on. But um, I figured, you know, why why waste time mixing formula each time and warming it up and or waiting for it to cool, warming it up. Uh, a lot of friends recommended these baby brezzas. I'm like, why not just go for it? It's a piece of cake. So just did that, uh, just kind of getting used to that and that's making it easier. Uh, they're on solid foods now, which is pretty cool. We're just... Lindsay and I are both kind of paranoid about them eating actual solid foods and kind of trying to like, you know, grab them and chew the foods themselves. We're always paranoid they're going to choke. What um, are you starting with? Well, like... I've seen this baby I'm sorry. I'm Googling it. This is like an espresso machine. This yeah, exactly. Yeah, it mixes the formula, warms up the water, so it's all done in like 10 seconds. So instead of like pouring out some formula, mixing that, letting, a, letting it warm up in the bottle warmer, this thing just does it all in once, so it's pretty cool. We got one We got one, and like we've not, we haven't even had to do formula ever. Like Lex is breastfeeding, and our baby yeah, she's coming up to four months now. But we haven't even used it. It was down in the storage. We moved it down in the storage because it was just taking up space. But I'm guessing we're gonna have to start using it maybe around the six to seven months. I don't know. Yeah, it all depends on mom, I guess, <laughs> and how she wants to continue. I guess, right? Are you fascinated by how much laundry you're doing? Oh my God, that's true too. I had to get, you know, more baby soap. Uh, we had to prepare like, I like we, we do probably not so much now, but at the very beginning, like we were doing two, three, four loads a day easily of just baby stuff. You just keep going through it probably because we had less outfits to start with, less of those onesies. So we just had to keep going. And the sleep sacks, the whole sleep sack thing was kind of crazy. Uh, at first we were doing the whole swaddle and I had never swaddled a baby before. So none of us have. <laughs> and then, and then the, the, the nurse came along the like, uh, provincial nurse and, you know, we're asking her all sorts of questions on nursing and how to get them, you know, like what's the best way for them to sleep. And I'm like, yeah, I'm swaddling like this. She's like, no, you got to do them way tighter. And she's like, actually we don't recommend swaddling because they can get loose in that and they can, they can suffocate on it. And I'm like, what? Like in the hospital, they kept doing swaddles and like rolling up towels next to them so they wouldn't roll into each other and all that kind of stuff. And she got me extra paranoid again. She got us paranoid. We're like, well, wh- like, what are we doing? So we got some of those sleep sacks, those like um, mm-hmm. swaddle up sleep sacks and uh, threw them in those. And, and they loved those. Those worked really well. They kept their arms in, but they could still kind of wiggle around. Uh, but those were like 50 or 60 bucks each. And we only had two to start with to make sure they worked. And they worked really well, but then, you know, they have an, like, you know, they wet their diaper and it would leak out or whatever, or they'd spit up on one. So then we have to throw it in the laundry and like, now what are they going to sleep in? So we had to order a bunch more of those. And then we were always doing the laundry every morning to just catch up. And that uh, was, uh, was so much <laughs> like we're just finally like in the groove now. I think after about six months got into the groove. Uh, yeah. Like I said, the first few months were just chaotic. Are you guys doing sleep training? 
Yeah, we started that at about four months because that's when we heard, you know, it kind of has to happen with the sleep regression or whatever. Um, we got some tips on that from from a sleep coach that was referred to me. And and it worked. Like, we're like, we were both kind of hesitant to let them cry it out because we, we just, you know, loved them so much and were so paranoid. Like, whenever they'd cry, we'd just pick them up and bounce them back to sleep. But we're, we were at a point where we'd, in the middle of the night or even before, you know, bedtime, we'd be walking around with them for 20 minutes, even like 45 minutes soothing them to get them back to sleep. And we thought, well, this isn't sustainable. We can't do this like all night long. I'd be up right. for two hours at a time because I'd do one and then the other one uh, and just walking around the whole house with them at, at 3 a.m. or whatever. So the sleep sleep training was kind of crazy. We were like, okay, we got to let them cry it out, um, which we at first were really just hesitant to do. And we're like, it's not going to work. How can that work? They need us. Um <laughs> But after only like one or two days, it actually took and worked really well. They only cried for 20, 30 minutes and then they both slept really well. Uh, and that lasted maybe about a month and then teething happened. So then they started teething. You could see the little teeth poking out and they would wake up every hour. And and I just gave up. I'm like, forget it. I'm, I'm picking them up and, 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 you know, bouncing them around or whatever. And for a while there, we'd bring the one, the one baby into our uh, a bed and just let him sleep with us. And he'd, he'd have such good sleeps with us right in the middle of us, just like dead still. And so we did that for probably another like one or two months where he just, he'd start crying at 1030 at night. We just bring him in and sleep the whole night with us. Um, just the one. Yeah, just the one. The other one was a pretty good sleeper. He'd sleep more or less almost the whole night. So then we figured we can't do this forever. This is not good. Bit of a crutch, right? Everyone said, don't do that. So Got another sleep coach involved and uh, just said, yeah, you got to start from square one basically and let them cry it out. So that was about, I don't know, about a month or so ago. And uh, and it, it was harder for sure. They'd cry up to 45 minutes, maybe 50 minutes for the first few nights. It took a little longer. Maybe the first week was a little rocky, but now they're pretty good. They cry for maybe 20 minutes and then they they fall asleep and they sleep now 11 11 and a half hours they go to bed at 6:30 get up around 6 a.m. or something so it's that's nice now we can actually like sleep through the night and don't worry that's awesome you know it'll happen again when they get sick for the first time yeah that's yeah that's not we're not looking forward to that <laughs> stressed enough as is right we're like are they okay did they just choke on their food or what are they doing? Like, I don't know. It's, it's always, I don't know. We're maybe we're paranoid. I don't know, but it's, it's, I guess it's just cause you, the first baby, everyone says they're paranoid. And then the second baby, they're like, yeah, whatever. He's fine. Let's just leave him and <laughs> do his thing. Right. Um, but for us, it's double the worry. We're like, okay, that kid's totally fine. He's sleeping through the night, but the other one, uh, is he going to wake up the other one? Are they going to wake each other up? And I don't know. It's, exactly. They, they, when one cries in the night, the other one doesn't wake up now. So it's pretty cool. They're just used to each other, I guess. And they're still in the same crib. Oh, no, sorry. No, now they're in their own room, their own cribs, um, kind of like across the room from each other. So in the morning when they wake up, they see them just looking at each other, just squawking at each other. It's pretty pretty funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's really good. Wow. The, when you said 50 minutes, like you would literally leave them crying for 50, like 5-0? Well, there was, you know, there's all the different theories about it, right? They're like, oh, check yeah. in with them after... And it was kind of the one we did was where you check in with them and then as time progresses and the days progress, you leave longer gaps until you check mm-hmm. in on them. So the first one was something like 10 minutes, which is totally fine. And then and then the next span is like 15 minutes or whatever. I, I don't remember the exact amount. And then the next day, 
increases. So it's like you leave them for like 18 minutes and then even longer. So the, the first night, I think we checked on them like one or two times and I'd go in instead of mom, I'd go in and just, you know, pat their back or whatever, settle them down just a little bit, but they'd still be awake. And the second I leave, they're just bawling again. Right. Um, and it, it was hard to hear that. I'm like, they're just screaming, like screaming, like, why can't we just bounce them to sleep? It seems easier than this. Right. But I guess in the long run it isn't right. <clears throat> so, so we did that. And, uh, the spans, the spans got up there where it was like, yeah, you'd leave them for 20, 25 minutes or something and they'd just be crying. And then I, I don't think we ever left them longer than that without going in to just like, you know, check on them, calm them down, but it would still come up to, yeah, 45 minutes or something to fall asleep. Yeah, it's just something I have to look forward to, I guess. It's always it's always <laughs> fascinating to hear other parents go through it because right now we're at the point where it's like 30 seconds and it's like we're right in there and helping her kind of get up kind of thing. So the thought of sitting outside the door or like coming in even 15 minutes is such a bizarre thing for me to think right now. But it's it's great to hear other parents that do it and the success the success stories that come from it is kind of it's motivating, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all worth it. That's for sure. Um, another thing we talk about is screen time. I guess are you it's six months, so they're not really watching cartoons. But do you have do you let them watch TV? Do you? I don't know. What are your thoughts on screen time? Yeah, yeah. No, sorry, they're eight months now, but they okay. They just started to kind of like if we have TV on the background, they'll clue into it and they'll stare at it for. 30 seconds or a minute, but then they kind of snap out of it. They don't, I don't think they kind of clue into what it is or have that attention span. Um, I, it was pretty, pretty cool. Like when they were a lot smaller and they'd nap all the time, you know, it's just eat and sleep all the time. Um, I, I'd take them in, uh, you know, we'd be, we'd wake up in the morning. I just have them both just laying on me, give them their bottles or whatever. And then they just fall asleep on me. while while I'm watching, uh, whatever movie or something. And I was wondering if they'd, clue into that but but they didn't then and and nowadays um yeah they're not they're not really focused on it uh and we don't really want them to be i guess so Mm. i mean now and then if there's if there's something cool i'm like check it out like like what is that but uh they're they're not they're not really into it and and that's probably a good thing yeah i think it's good i think and what we're trying to we're trying to kind of realizing but like facetiming is kind of the same as screen time and as well as all the selfies we take with our kids they're looking at the screen like now Bailey's like like we're taking a selfie with her and she's looking right at the phone and she's just like oh what's that so essentially I guess that is screen time because you're putting something on like looking at your phone and she's gonna be what I've heard anyways is they look at you while you're looking they're like oh what are you looking at kind of thing like that's where it's kind of starts triggering in their brain I want what mom and dad have in their phone or in their hands so that's something we're more cautious about, I guess, but it's just at the end of the day, every parent's different. Every kid's going to be different and can't really, you know, judge anyone for doing what they're doing, but it's, 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 it's fascinating to see what, when it starts kind of thing and what people's thoughts are. Well, I mean, this day and age, right? Like when we grew up and we were kids, I mean, it wasn't an issue, but now Mm -hmm. they're just surrounded by screens, phones, iPads, laptops, like TVs, and, and yeah, considering how many photos we take of them, they, they're subject to that. They see the phones when the phone lights up. Yeah. They're crawling for it. Like, like our kids see it and they try and grab it. Um, and when you do selfies and you show them the screen, they're pretty into it. Like they, mm-hmm. they start smiling and, and they know that they like, they recognize themselves on there. It's pretty cool. Kind of like a mirror, like kids love mirrors, right? 
Um, so, so yeah, they definitely see the phone light up and they're into it. Uh, but yeah, we don't want that to become a habit. We don't want them crawling for iPads or phones and, and going on that much. Right. I mean, I guess a lot of people, a lot of parents say it's the best babysitter. Um, <laughs> so at some point I'm sure there's going to be a, a time where we're like, okay, we need, we need five minutes here. Watch something. Right. Right. But no, yeah. uh, we're not going to make it our, our babysitter. That's for sure. Right. And are you, so you're full-time back working and your wife is staying uh, as a year off or? Yeah, it was, it's pretty cool. We uh, were both realtors, so we're quite flexible. And that was, that was definitely a blessing because we can't, neither of us are getting maternity or paternity uh, leave. Right, uh, right. Yeah. So always had to work. Like actually I had to, you know, uh, Lindsay was recovering from the C-section for a few days in the hospital. I had to leave once or twice to go do a showing and do some work. Um, luckily I had told you know, my clients, Hey, we've got, we got babies. I'm, I'm going to be a little bit, you know, tied up for the next few days there. Um, but yeah, right. As soon as we got home, I'd be, I'd be out there at work, just, just a little less than normal. And, and everyone understood that it was, it totally worked out. It was also, you know, it was coming up to a slow time in, uh, in, in work for us also with COVID. It was kind of a weird time as well. Not as, not as crazy last year. Um, but the market and, uh, and our work has definitely heated up and gone crazy this year. So, so now if Lindsay, like she never, like I said, she never stopped working really, but, um, she, like I, I'd, I'd take more of the work. I'd take more of the burden. We kind of work together. Right. So, uh, I'd be doing a little bit more and now she's at, you know, we're at the stage where I can totally take care of the kids for, for hours on end and she can go out and do some work and vice versa. Uh, I, I, I often have to be out all day long every day and, uh, and she can totally handle it. Um, so it's been it's been super good for us. We've been really lucky that way. Whereas if it was a nine to five, I often you know I often tell her we'd be we'd be screwed with them. If I had a nine to five, we'd have to get a full time nanny. Um, just because, uh, yeah, the first eight months of raising twins is it takes two two sets of hands for sure. Um, luckily, also yeah, we've got grandparents. So Lindsay's Lindsay's mom, uh, she came over from uh, Vancouver Island, basically moved in with us for. For a month, uh, a few months back, and then she just did. She just left again. She was just with us for another month, and she's epic. She she like cooks, cleans, uh, does bottles, diapers, uh, you know, nap time, like whatever. Like she'll get up at five a.m. with them and play with them, and we get to sleep in till eight. So it's pretty awesome. She's really really helpful with that. Well um, done. Well done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. for grandma for sure. Shout out to grandma. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. A plethora of information. I really appreciate you taking the time out and helping us out. And, uh, you know, it's been cool to hear another story. So thanks so much for coming on. We'll give them another round of applause. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Thanks, Tyler. Have yourself a great day and uh, enjoy your, yeah, enjoy your Sunday.